Hello, praise God, hallelujah. Welcome to Duty Calls, a program brought to you by the International Parents on Duty, a non-denominational Christian fellowship for parents and potential parents with its intentional headquarters in Port Harcourt, Nigeria. I am your host, Pastor Darlington Sr. Now, uh, we began a series sometime titled Priestly Duties of Parents. And uh, we've, we've, we've done episode one, we've done episode two, and today we shall be doing episode three. Now, in episode two, we talked about presenting God to your children or giving God to your children through the word of God giving God to your children through the Word of God. We, 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 we try to differentiate between giving our children religion and giving our children Jesus. Jesus is the, re, the, the, the living Word of God. So giving our children the Word of God means giving our children Jesus. Making sure it is our duty to make sure our children know Jesus. Our children come to know Jesus. Our children develop a relationship with Jesus. But unfortunately, what most parents have succeeded in achieving is giving their children religion. Now, that in a nutshell was what we discussed in episode 2 in this series titled Priestly Duties of Parents. Now, today in episode 3, we shall be talking about presenting God to your children through prayers. Before I go ahead, let us read from the scripture. First Peter chapter 2 verse number 9. First Peter chapter 2 verse number 9. This has been our anchor text from the very first episode in this series. First Peter chapter 2 verse number 9. I read from the King James version of the Bible. And it says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, one thing First uh, Peter 2 9 establishes is the priesthood of every Christian, parents inclusive. The priesthood of every Christian, parents inclusive. So when we talk about the priestly duties of parents, we are not making a mistake. And if if you have not listened to the episode one and episode two in this series, I urge you, please listen to them so that you follow us as we go ahead on this discussion. Now, how do I present God to my children? is a question that we want to answer, we, 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 we want to find answers to in this third episode in this series. Now in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 9 and verse 10, something of interest happened there. 1 Peter, uh, 1 Samuel, I beg your pardon, chapter 3 verse 9 and verse 10. Let's read, let's read from there. I read from the new international version 1 Samuel 3 verse 9 and verse 10 
I read. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling after the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Praise God. Now, now that was the prophet Eli mentoring the boy Samuel, not just not just in how to hear from God, but also how to pray. How to pray. Samuel, Eli was mentoring Samuel on how to pray. He said, when the voice calls again, say, pray this prayer. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant. Hear it. Now, it is our duty as parents to teach our children to pray. It's our duty as parents to teach our children to pray. I will come back to that. I, I would uh, stress a little more on it later in the course of today's episode. Now, prayer can be a very powerful tool via which we can present God to our children. There are certain natures of God that can only be revealed at the place of prayer. There are certain natures of God our children will come to appreciate not by what we've told them. We can tell our children that God answers prayers. How, how, how can they attest to this? How can they say the truth? God answers prayers without them praying on their own and God answering them their prayers. We can tell our children that God is faithful. God keeps his promises. How can they verify this? until they have prayed on their own and 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 encountered or discovered the faithfulness of god so there are certain attributes of god that our children can only learn that our children can only discover at the place of prayer so we must teach our children to pray for that is the only way they can discover God for themselves in certain areas, like I mentioned before. Now, like I said earlier, it is our duty to teach our children to pray. Now, in teaching our children to pray, let us resist the temptation of teaching our children a form of prayer. That is, we teach them, like when I was growing up in primary school, we had a song we, we used to sing, that substitutes for prayer or that was like a prayer when we are about to have lunch and that song was this some have food but cannot eat some can eat but have no food we have food and we can eat glory be to god on high now that is a form of prayer we crammed it we learnt it now children these days are taught forms of prayer they cram these prayers, they repeat the words. Now, the danger of doing this, of teaching our children a form of prayer is that they learn to pray from their lips and their head. I repeat that. The danger of teaching our children a form of prayer is they, they, they stand the risk of praying just from their lips and their heads. And when we pray from our lips, 
and our heads, we miss the benefits of prayer. Because prayer becomes effective until there is a communication. Imagine picking up a telephone and you dial the number. Now, there was no connection. If there is no connection, there can be no communication. Until there is a connection, there can be no communication. So when our children pray from the lips and from the head, because they have been taught a form of prayer, because they have been taught to recite prayer, there is that risk that they would pray Bible and not get the benefit of prayer. Why? Because there was no communication with the God they, 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 they felt they were talking to or they were communicating with. Rather, we should teach our children the meaning and the value of prayer. We should teach our children the meaning and the value of prayer. Now it is it is until the child understands what it means to pray, until the child understands the value of prayer, that child cannot pray from the heart. Somewhere in Psalm 51, the Bible says that a broken and a contrite heart, God cannot despise. God cannot turn his back when he sees a broken heart, when he sees a contrite heart, when he sees a man whose heart is connected, whose heart is yearning for him. So let us teach our children the meaning of prayer. Let them understand what it means to pray. Let them understand the benefits they can derive from prayer. When they understand these two things, they will learn to pray naturally from their hearts. Praise God. Now, secondly, our own prayer lives as parents are also important. Now, you can't teach the value of prayer when you don't pray. How would your child know that it is important to pray when you as the father or mother do not pray? How will your child know it is important to take his or her bath in the morning when you as the father or the mother do not take your own bath? How will your child know it is important to brush his or her teeth twice a day when you as the father or mother don't even have a toothbrush? So we can't teach our children the importance of prayer or the value of prayer when we don't pray. So our prayer lives as parents is important. Like a lot of things, if not everything in parenting, teaching our children prayer rises and falls on our character, on how we model it. We cannot afford to be hypocritical. We can't afford to be hypocritical. So our own prayer lives are important. It is good to pray in the presence of our children. Very important. Let our children see us pray. Let, 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 let our children hear us pray. Let us pray together with them. Now, it is also important, in, in addition to that, to pray secretly. Secretly. Brethren, seek the, 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 the secret prayers of the parent is where the real power is. It is our secret prayer life as parents that keeps the family altar on fire. It is, the, it, it, is, it, is, it is my secret prayer life as a parent that keeps the family altar on fire. When I have no secret prayer life, there is no fire on the family altar. 
and when there's no fire on the family altar the, the prayers of the family become ineffective so we must cultivate secret prayer life let us let, let us form the habit to pray in secret pray for your family pray pray for your children pray for your wife pray for your business pray for the nation pray for the leaders of the nation pray pray as you pray on your knees secretly you are setting the family altar on fire now when you come as a family to sacrifice your prayers and worship on that altar it immediately gets consumed and consumed by god so the family altar has to be on fire and what sets the family altar on fire is a secret prayer life of the parent now i've had parents tell me my child doesn't want to pray some parents have complained about that he doesn't want to pray he doesn't want to pray at times when we pray he sleeps at times when we pray she sleeps now now timing is important you can't be praying by 10 p.m in the night or 11 p.m in the night and expect your child not to sleep neither can you be praying at the very early hours of the day when that child went to bed late and expect the child not to sleep you know when when growing up my mom had a very long cane with which she made sure we stayed awake when we when we when, when during, during family devotions and you dare sleep you dare doze the cane lands on your back now tell me in such a condition how would the child pray when there is a cane by the side whipping the child at every uh, uh, response to nature to sleep it is not it is not it is not demonic there is nothing demonic about children sleeping at family devotion no it is about timing plan your time well eight o'clock say the night prayers if you must and let the children go to bed now you see by the time they sleep from eight to about four five they've gotten enough sleep you wake them up they'll be strong to pray also in the morning so let us consider time 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 is important secondly and that thing is shyness when children are shy they find it difficult to pray now you can help that child do not say look at you at your age you can't pray you are discouraging the child you, what you are doing is going to be counterproductive encourage your child you can you can say okay say after me the, the child repeats the words after you the child repeats with time the child will overcome that shy, that 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 shyness show support show encouragement it is my earnest prayer that our families will become set on fire for god that 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 that, 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 that our children will grow up to become prayer giants and prayer words that our children will know god more and more as they enjoy fellowship with him at the place of prayer god bless you let us pray eternal father i thank you for this wonderful episode in this series titled titled priestly duties of parents thank you for every parent who shall listen to this podcast thank you for 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 every parent who shall find time to listen to this teaching i pray that through this teaching you shall bless our families you shall give us grace to raise prayer giants you shall give us grace to give our children to introduce god to, to help our children to find god for themselves thank you for that. i pray for every family out there 
I pray for grace in these trying times. I pray for grace to remain rapturable. I pray for grace to remain in love and unity. Every siege of Satan against every family out there, I break them now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Right? We've come to the end of, of today's episode of Duty Course. Thank you for making our time to listen to this podcast. You have contributions, you have questions, something is bothering you. You want me to join my faith with yours in that concerning that matter in prayer. I'm available. You can reach me via this number. You, you can send a WhatsApp message. You can call or send an SMS to this number plus two three four eight one eight nine five eight five five two nine plus two three four eight one eight nine five eight five five two nine or you can send an email to ipod dot fellowship at gmail.com that is ipod ipod standing for international parents on duty dot fellowship at gmail.com till i come your way next sunday keep the family altar alive god bless you Bye-bye. Hello, good morning and welcome to Duty Calls, a program brought to you by the International Parents on Duty, a non-denominational Christian fellowship for parents and potential parents with its international headquarters in Port Harcourt, River State, Nigeria. I am your brother, Pastor Darlington Sr., the President and Founder of the International Parents on Duty. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for clicking on the link to listen to this podcast. You are blessed. You are blessed. By the time we are done, you are going to have every reason to thank God that you did listen. Alright. Today we shall be doing the episode 4, or looking at the episode 4, of uh, something we began some time ago the series titled the priestly duties of parents we've done the episode one the episode two and the episode three today we shall be looking at the episode four in the episode two i talked about presenting god to our children through prayers presenting god to our children through prayers now one striking thing I, I, I said about prayer in that episode is that we do not need to teach our children a form of prayer. Mm-mm. If we do that, we are going to have children who just pray from their lips and not from their heart. And prayer cannot be effective except it comes from the heart. I also said that our own prayer lives as parents is important. If our children are going to learn to pray if the family altar is going to be alive if the family altar is going to be on fire and they prayer of the family effective then our prayer lives as parents is very very important we must have a good living prayer life now that's that is a nutshell a summary of what i said in the last episode episode three of this uh, series. If you have not listened to it, I would encourage you to go back, listen to the, all the three episodes, then you can listen to this one. That will help you connect the dots, that will help you follow 
in what we are doing now today's episode is titled presenting god to your children through signs and symbols presenting god to your children through signs and symbols now the signs and the symbols our children see every day communicates something to their mind now we live in a world where the devil and his agents are going all out to steal our children they've gone all out to steal our children and everywhere you turn you find demonic and occultic symbols you find them on 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 the on, on the packets the, the the packaging of some products you find them on clothes on t-shirts the other day i saw a boy putting on a black polo with several occultic signs all over it you know my, in fact that day i, I was with, I, I was with my mom my, my, my mom had to call him and ask him do you know the meaning of this of, of these signs on your clothes and the boy didn't know he was ignorantly putting on those clothes or rather that clothes with those signs on it so we live in a world where there are, there are there are several signs there are several symbols and our kids are exposed to these signs and these symbols every day they see them on the streets the 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 they see them on the screens of our television they see these signs so as as, as parents as well we must not fail to use the instrument of signs and symbols to communicate God, to present God to our children. The decorations on our walls at home, what are they communicating? The paintings, the plagues, the wallpapers on our walls at home, what are they communicating to our children? God is interested in how we decorate our homes. He's interested in what we put on the walls of our homes he's interested he's interested and we can see that he's interested in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 8 to verse 9 let's read that let's go there join me Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 8 to verse 9 i read from the new living translation and it says tie them to your hands as a reminder and wear them on your forehead verse 9 says write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates may god bless his word in jesus name amen now from this scripture you know one might want to deduce the fact that uh, 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 that uh, uh, god wants us to put on big necklaces uh, uh, with uh, with the pendant of a cross on it or want us to wear bangles want us to wear aprons no 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 this scripture is not is not really suggesting that we wear big necklaces with a pendants cross uh, pendants of a cross on it or we are bangles and we are uh, 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 all, all sort of things on our body you know with 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 the description of christ and god and what have you on it that is not necessarily what this scripture is suggesting and I'm, I'm 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 not saying those things are bad if they are your thing you know you like you you, you like putting on necklaces bangles chains you know with uh, christian inscriptions on them by all means do but in doing this you must have modesty and moderation as your guiding principles you must do whatever you're doing in modesty and in moderation having said that having said that as christian parents what this place is telling us or is communicating to us is that god is interested in how we decorate our homes and the kind of things we put on our body now the signs and the symbols on the walls of our homes are they serving to remind our children the truth of the of, of, of the gospel 
are they serving to remind our children the truths and the word of God? As a child of God, as a Christian parent, what should guide me when I am decorating my home? What is my intent when I'm decorating my space? Is my intent to show off? Is my intent to show off my class, my financial class, my status? I want those who come to my home, who comes to my house, to know that I am rich. Or I want them to know that that, that, that I have taste. Or I want them to know that, uh, you know, what, what do I want to communicate? Am I showing off? Or am I showing God? These are, these are two things. As a Christian parent, what should guide me when decorating my home is I want to show God and not to show off. Some persons, just one person to like, when they come to their homes, like, wow, you have a beautiful place. That is good, by all means. That is good. It is good to have a beautiful place, a beautiful space. But in beautifying our spaces, we must show God. Our spaces must show God, must present God, must present Christ to our children. And maybe also to our visitors. It must show God. The way we decorate our home can actually intensify our awareness of Jesus. Or it can dull our awareness of Jesus. The way we decorate our homes can intensify our awareness of Jesus. Or it can as well dull that awareness so that I can by my decoration make my family forget about Jesus. Yes! I can, through the decorations in my home, make my family forget about Jesus. God, the awareness of Jesus. At the same time, I can, through my decorations, make my family realize that Jesus is in this space. It is, it is all up to me. It is all, it is all up to me. You know, the, 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 the kind of pictures I hang on my wall, the kind of frames and flakes and wallpapers I hang on my wall, can actually dull, dull, dull the spiritual senses of my children and my family. So that they no longer have Jesus in their minds. That is what our decorations can do. Our decorations have such powers. And that is why God in, 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 in Genesis 6 verse 9 says, Write them on your door frames. So that as the children go in and go out, they see them. So write them at your gates. So that as they go in and come out or go in and go out, they see these things. As they lie down, they see these things. As they wake up, they see them. As they wake up, the first thing they see is, is, is a decoration on the wall reminding them of who Jesus is, reminding them of what he did, reminding them of their place in Christ, reminding them of who they are in Jesus, who they are in Christ, who they are in God. That is what our decorations should do. Interestingly, children remember what they see more than what they hear. If I want my child to remember something for a very long time, probably all his life, then I have to put that thing in picture form. And that informs why in teaching, teachers are advised to use teaching aids. We have visual aids, we have audiovisual aids, we have audio aids. Now, the most powerful of these aids is the audiovisual. The audiovisual aid is more powerful than both the visual aid alone or the audio alone. Now, the visual aid, it's on its own is more powerful than the audio aid so that we want to use this tool to 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 make sure that we register that consciousness of jesus we register 
this truth in the subconscious of our children. We 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 we, we can use paintings, wall wall hangings, pictures, plaques, wallpapers, etc., to present God. It will not cost us anything to get the scripture. Maybe John three sixteen. Yes, and 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 you design and decorate it and, and frame it up and hang it on your wall. It will not cost anything to take scriptures like Romans three twenty 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 six. Frame it up and hang it on your wall. It won't cost you anything. It won't cost you anything to, to, to have a picture of Christ standing on the cross. It won't cost you anything to have a picture of Jesus ascending, ascending into heaven. Display these pictures on, your, on, on, on the walls of your home. And as your kids look at these things, the powerful truths of God's word is presented to them in a simple form. These decorations helps us. It, it, it gives us the opportunity to present the truths of God's word in the simplest of forms. The truth that Jesus saves. The truth that, 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 that salvation comes by faith in Jesus. The truth that there is a home for Christians and believers in Christ. The truth that there is life after death. The truth, the truth. These truths can be presented with the aid of the decorations in our homes. Do not just, do not just decorate to impress decorate to communicate do not just decorate to impress decorate to communicate decorate to communicate the truths of the gospel child of god christian parent our 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 major purpose our major aim our major drive for decorating is decorating to communicate the truths of the gospel in the simplest form let the paintings in your home communicate that. Let the wall hangings in our homes communicate that. Let the pictures in our homes communicate that. Let the plagues and wallpapers in our homes communicate the truths of God's word. Let it communicate. If, if, if these designs and decorations and pictures and paintings do not communicate the truths of God's word to our children and maybe to our visitors, then we are failing in the task in the 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 demand of God as recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 8 and verse 9. God wants us to communicate truths 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 by writing them on the wall by making them like pictures by making them like paintings he wants us to communicate truths through this means even God himself uses signs and symbols God himself uses signs and symbols. When God, when, when, when God destroyed the world of Noah, and God told Noah, I said, I will not destroy the world again with flood. No, this is the first time and it's going to be the last. Now, to make sure you remember that, I would put a sign in the sky. And that sign was a rainbow. Whenever Noah saw the rainbow, Noah remembered and God said, I will not destroy the world with water again. Whenever God saw the rainbow, God himself remembered, I will not destroy the world with water again. When, 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 when Israelites were crossing the Jordan to the promised land, God told the Levites, the Levites, he said, take 12 stones from the bed of the river and place them at the bank of the river. And when your kids ask you, what are these stones for? You will tell them, the Lord led us through Jordan on dry ground. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, that is what our decoration should do. In fact, our decorations as Christian parents should serve three purposes. Number one, it is, it is, it is supposed to teach our children. Because when you see those decorations, if your kids are like mine, which I'm sure that that's how most, most kids are. Most kids are inquisitive. Now, when they see those decorations, if they are decorations that have been thoughtfully placed, decorations that 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 that, 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 that have been prayerfully and thoughtfully chosen, they are going to they are going to stir up questions in the hearts of our children, and they're going to ask you, Daddy or Mommy, what is this? And now that provides you an opportunity, an opening, to begin to teach. It, it, it will spark a conversation, and that conversation will lead you, will help you to present God to your children. Now, the second thing our decoration must do is to remind. Now, look at that. Those stones, those 12 stones that God said keep by the side of the river Jordan, they were symbols. That, those, those stones, that monument became a sign. Now, as, as the children, generation after generation, saw those heap of stones, they asked questions and they were told it became it, it passed down you know those those stones stirred up a conversation now those stones also reminded the children ah this was what daddy told us maybe the children we are going to school or come back from school and they saw those stones they said ah this, this is what daddy told us they might even begin to tell their friends this 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 is what my father told me consigning that monument consigning that heap of stone so our decoration should teach and as well remind them thirdly our decoration should make our homes conducive first conducive for god child of god there are decorations that makes the holy ghost uncomfortable there are there are decorations that are that are that are are demonic and occultic there are there are there are there are there are there are de- decorations that makes our spaces unconducive for God, and we must not we must not have such decorations, such paintings in our space. Our our homes must first be conducive for the Holy Ghost, then conducive for our family. Now these three things should be at the back of our mind as we choose our decorations, as we decorate our homes. These three things should be at the back of our minds. I want to teach through my decoration i want to remind my kids the truth of god's word i want to water the seed of god's word in their hearts through my decoration then thirdly i want to make my home conducive now let me conclude by saying this in decorating our homes we must be careful not to slide into paganism yes there's there's a thin line there's a thin line separating paganism and decoration as in decoration in line with Deuteronomy chapter 6 decoration in line with the will of God that there's a thin line separating it be careful not to slide into paganism as you, as you decorate your home make sure that your decorations are decorations that, that agree with New Testament truths make sure that your decorations are decorations that agree with New Testament truths if not you are going to be getting the opposite result of what you intended or what or, or of what you had in mind when you set out to decorate your home as you begin to do this the lord give you grace and enable you in jesus name amen and amen all right let us pray father we thank and appreciate you for your word presenting god to our children through signs and symbols father we pray O oh lord that you enable us
that you help us that you take over our intellect and our thoughts and help us to decorate our homes the right way let our homes become conducive let our homes become conducive for the holy ghost and for our families let our homes become a place where the word of god is planted and sown and watered in the hearts of our children let our homes become a place where we show god and not just where we show off father i pray for any family now under the influence of the devil the reason of of of, of something they brought into their home as a decoration father I pray for that family now. Any man, woman, boy, girl, any family that is under some demonic influence and oppression, that is under some demonic addiction, Father, I pray, let that hole be broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The Bible says, if the Son of Man shall set you free, you are free indeed. I set that family free now. By their power and authority in the name of Jesus, they are free now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Be thou exalted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, with that, we've come to the end of today's episode of Duty Calls. I want to thank you for listening to me. Thank you for finding time to listen in. Uh, I also want to urge you to share this podcast with your friends, share it with your family. If it blessed you, if you are blessed, share it with your family share with your friends you have questions you have contributions you want me to join you in prayer concerning any matter you can reach me on phone plus two three four eight zero three eight six seven nine six five two i take it again plus two three four eight zero three eight six seven nine six five two you can call that number send an sms or a whatsapp message and i'll be i'll be waiting to hear from you and to assist you as the holy ghost enables me or maybe phone call is is not your thing you prefer email you can send me an email to this address ipod.fellowship at gmail.com that is ipod ipod standing for international parents on duty ipod.fellowship at gmail.com also also waiting to read your mails all right till i come your way next week I remain your brother and your friend, Pastor Valentin Sr. God bless you. Keep parenting right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hello, good morning and welcome to Duty Calls, a program brought to you by the International Parents on Duty a non-denominational Christian fellowship for parents and potential parents with its international headquarters in Port Harcourt, River State, Nigeria. I am your brother, Pastor Darlington Sr., the president and founder of the International Parents on Duty. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for clicking on the link to listen to this podcast. You are blessed. You are blessed. By the time we are done, you are going to have every reason to thank God that you did listen. Alright, today we shall be doing the episode 4, or looking at the episode 4 of uh, something we began some time ago. The series titled The Priestly Duties of Parents. We've done the episode 1, the episode 2, and the episode 3. Today, we shall be looking at 
the episode four in the episode two i talked about presenting god to our children through prayers presenting god to our children through prayers now one striking thing i i i said about prayer in that episode is that we do not need to teach our children a form of prayer Mm -mm. if we do that we are going to have children who just pray from their lips and not from their heart and prayer cannot be effective except it comes from the heart i also said that our own prayer lives as parents is important if our children are going to learn to pray if the family altar is going to be alive if the family altar is going to be on fire and they prayer of the family effective then our prayer lives as parents is very very important we must have a good living prayer life now that's that is a nutshell a summary of what i said in the last episode episode three of this uh, series if you have not listened to it i would encourage you to go back listen to the all the three episodes then you can listen to this one that will help you connect the dots that will help you follow in what we are doing now today's episode is titled presenting god to your children through signs and symbols presenting god to your children through signs and symbols now the signs and the symbols our children see every day communicates something to their mind now we live in a world where the devil and his agents are going all out to steal our children they've gone all out to steal our children and everywhere you turn you find demonic and occultic symbols you find them on 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 the on, on the packets the 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 packaging of some products you find them on clothes on t-shirts the other day i saw a boy putting on a black polo with several occultic signs all over it you know my, in fact that day i, I was with, I, I was with my mom my, my, my mom had to call him and ask him do you know the meaning of this of, of these signs on your clothes and the boy didn't know he was ignorantly putting on those clothes or rather that clothes with those signs on it so we live in a world where there are, there are there are several signs there are several symbols and our kids are exposed to these signs and these symbols every day they see them on the streets the 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 they see them on the screens of our television they see these signs so as as, as parents as well we must not fail to use the instrument of signs and symbols to communicate God, to present God to our children. The decorations on our walls at home, what are they communicating? The paintings, the plagues, the wallpapers on our walls at home, what are they communicating to our children? God is interested in how we decorate our homes. He's interested in what we put on the walls of our homes he's interested he's interested and we can see that he's interested in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 8 to verse 9 let's read that let's go there join me Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 8 to verse 9 i read from the new living translation and it says tie them to your hands as a reminder and wear them on your forehead verse 9 says write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates may god bless his word in jesus name amen now from this scripture you know one might want to deduce the fact that uh, 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 that uh, uh, god wants us to put on big necklaces 
uh, uh, with uh, with the pendant of a cross on it or want us to wear bangles want us to wear aprons no 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 this scripture is not is not really suggesting that we wear big necklaces with a pendants cross uh, pendants of a cross on it or we are bangles and we are uh, 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 all, all sort of things on our body you know with 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 with, with the description of christ and god and what have you on it that is not necessarily what this scripture is suggesting and I'm, I'm 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 not saying those things are bad if they are your thing you know you like you, you, you like putting on necklaces bangles chains you know with uh, christian inscriptions on them by all means do but in doing this you must have modesty and moderation as your guiding principles you must do whatever you are doing in modesty and in moderation having said that having said that as Christian parents, what this place is telling us, or is, is communicating to us, is that God is interested in how we decorate our homes and the kind of things we put on our body. Now, the signs and the symbols on the walls of our homes are they serving to remind our children the truth of the of, of, of the gospel? Are they serving to remind our children the truths and the word of God? As a child of God, as a Christian parent, what should guide me when I am decorating my home? What is my intent when I'm decorating my space? Is my intent to show off? Is my intent to show off my class, my financial class, my status? I want those who come to my home, who comes to my house, to know that I am rich. Or I want them to know that, that 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 I have taste, or I want them to know that uh, you know what what do I want to communicate? Am I showing off, or am I showing God? These are these are two things. As a Christian parent, what should guide me when decorating my home is I want to show God, and not to show off. Some persons. Just one person to like when they come to their homes. Like, wow, you have a beautiful place. That is good by all means. That is good. It is good to have a beautiful place, a beautiful space. But in beautifying our spaces, we must show God. Our spaces must show God. Must present God. Must present Christ to our children, and maybe also to our visitors. It must show God. The way we decorate our home can actually intensify our awareness of Jesus. Or it can dull our awareness of Jesus. The way we decorate our homes can intensify our awareness of Jesus. Or it can as well dull that awareness so that I can by my decoration make my family forget about Jesus. Yes! I can through the decorations in my home make my family forget about Jesus, dull their awareness of Jesus. At the same time, I can through my decorations make my family realize that Jesus is in this space. It is, it is all up to me. It is all, it is all up to me. You know, the, 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 the kind of pictures I hang on my wall, the kind of frames and plaques and wallpapers I hang on my wall can actually dull, dull, dull the spiritual senses of my children and my family. So that they no longer have Jesus in their minds. That is what our decorations can do. Our decorations have such powers, and that is why God in in, in, in Genesis 6, verse 9 says, Write them on your door frames, so that as the children go in and go out, they see them 
So write them at your gates. So that as they go in and come out, or go in and go out, they see distance. As they lie down, they see distance. As they wake up, they see them. As they wake up, the first thing they see is, is, is a decoration on the wall, reminding them of who Jesus is, reminding them of what he did, reminding them of their place in Christ, reminding them of who they are in Jesus, who they are in Christ, who they are in God. That is what our decorations should do. Interestingly, children remember what they see more than what they hear. If I want my child to remember something for a very long time, probably all his life, then I have to put that thing in picture form. And that informs why in teaching, teachers are advised to use teaching aids. We have visual aids, we have audiovisual aids, we have audio aids. Now, the most powerful of these aids is the audiovisual. The audiovisual aid is more powerful than both the visual aid alone or the audio alone. Now, the visual aid, it's on its own, is more powerful than the audio aid. So that we want to use this tool to, to, to make sure that we register the consciousness of Jesus. We register this truth and the subconscious of our children. We, 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 we can use paintings, wall, wall hangings, pictures, plaques, wallpapers, etc. to present God. It will not cost us anything to get the scripture. Maybe John 3.16. Yes. And, and, and you design and decorate it and, and frame it up and hang it on your wall. It will not cost anything to take scriptures like Romans 3.26. 20, 20, 20, frame it up and hang it on your wall. It will not cost you anything. It won't cost anything to, to, to have a picture of Christ standing on the cross. It won't cost anything to have a picture of Jesus ascending, ascending into heaven. Display these pictures on, your, on, on, on the walls of your home. And as your kids look at these things, the powerful truths of God's word is presented to them in a simple form. This decoration helps us. It, it, it gives us the opportunity to present the truths of God's word in the simplest of forms the truth that jesus saves the truth that 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 salvation comes by faith in jesus the truth there is a home for christians and believers in christ the truth that is life after death the truth the truth these truths can be presented with the aid of the decorations in our homes do not just do not just decorate to impress decorate to communicate do not just decorate to impress, decorate to communicate. Decorate to communicate the truths of the gospel. Child of God, Christian parent, our, 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 our major purpose, our major aim, our major drive for decorating is decorating to communicate the truths of the gospel in the simplest form. Let the paintings in your home communicate that. Let the wall hangings in our homes communicate that. Let the pictures in our homes communicate that. Let the plagues and wallpapers in our homes communicate the truths of God's word. Let it communicate. If, if, if these designs and decorations and pictures and paintings do not communicate the truths of God's word to our children and maybe to our visitors, then we are failing in the task in the 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 demand of God as recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 8 and verse 9. 
God wants us to communicate truths, truths, truths by writing them on the wall, by making them like pictures, by making them like paintings. He wants us to communicate truths through this means. Even God himself uses signs and symbols. God himself uses signs and symbols. When God, when, when, when God destroyed the world of Noah, and God told Noah, I said, I will not destroy the world again with flood. No, this is the first time and it's going to be the last. Now, to make sure you remember that, I would put a sign in the sky. And that sign was a rainbow. Whenever Noah saw the rainbow, Noah remembered and God said, I will not destroy the world with water again. Whenever God saw the rainbow, God himself remembered, I will not destroy the world with water again. When, 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 when Israelites were crossing the Jordan to the promised land, God told the Israelites, the Levites, he said, take 12 stones from the bed of the river and place them at the bank of the river. And when your kids ask you, what are these stones for? You will tell them, the Lord led us through Jordan on dry ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, that is what our decoration should do. In fact, our decorations as Christian parents should serve three purposes. Number one, it is, it, is, it is supposed to teach our children. Because when you see those decorations, if your kids are like mine, which I'm sure that, that's how most, most kids are, most kids are inquisitive. Now, when you see those decorations, if they are decorations that have been thoughtfully placed, decorations that, 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 that have been prayerfully and thoughtfully chosen, they are going to they are going to steer up questions in the hearts of our children and they're going to ask you daddy or mommy what is this and now that provides you an opportunity an opening to begin to teach it, it, it to spark a conversation and that conversation will lead you will help you to present god to your children now the second thing our decoration must do is to remind now look at that those stones those 12 stones that God said, keep by the side of the river Jordan. They were symbols. That, those, those stones, that monument became a sign. Now, as, as the children, generation after generation, saw those heap of stones, they asked questions and they were told. It, became, it, it passed down. You know, those, those stones stirred up a conversation. Now, those stones also reminded the children. Ah, this was what daddy told us. Maybe the children we are going to school or come back from school. And they saw those stones. They said, "Ah, this, this is what Daddy told us." But they even begin to tell their friends, "This, this, this is what my father told me concerning that monument, concerning that heap of stone." So our decoration should teach and as well remind. Then thirdly, our decoration should make our homes conducive. First, conducive for God, child of God. There are decorations that makes the Holy Ghost uncomfortable. There are, there are decorations that are, that, are, that, are, that are demonic and occultic. There are decorations that makes our spaces unconducive for God. And we must, not, we must not have such decorations, such paintings in our space. Our, our homes must first be conducive for the Holy Ghost, then conducive for our family. Now, these three things should be at the back of our mind as we choose our decorations, as we decorate our homes. These three things should be at the back of our minds. I want to teach through my decoration. I want to remind my kids the truth of God's word. I want to water the seed of God's word in their hearts through 
my decoration then thirdly i want to make my home conducive now let me conclude by saying this in decorating our homes we must be careful not to slide into paganism yes there's, there's a thin line there's a thin line separating paganism and decoration as in decoration in line with Deuteronomy chapter 6 decoration in line with the will of God there, there's a thin line separating it be careful not to slide into paganism as you, as you decorate your home make sure that your decorations are decorations that, that agree with New Testament truths make sure that your decorations are decorations that agree with New Testament truths if not you are going to be getting the opposite result of what you intended or what or, or of what you had in mind when you set out to decorate your home as you begin to do this the lord give you grace and enable you in jesus name amen and amen all right let us pray father we thank and appreciate you for your word presenting god to our children through signs and symbols father we pray O lord that you enable us that you help us, that you take over our intellects and our thoughts and help us to decorate our homes the right way. Let our homes become conducive. Let our homes become conducive for the Holy Ghost and for our families. Let our homes become a place where the Word of God is planted and sown and watered in the hearts of our children. Let our homes become a place where we show God and not just where we show off. Father, I pray for any family now under the influence of the devil, the reason of, 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 of something they brought into their home as a decoration. Father, I pray for that family now. Any man, woman, boy, girl, any family that is under some demonic influence and oppression, that is under some demonic addiction, Father, I pray, let that hole be broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The Bible says, if the Son of Man shall set you free, you are free indeed. I set that family free now. By their power and authority in the name of Jesus, they are free now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Be thou exalted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, with that, we come to the end of today's episode of Duty Calls. I want to thank you for listening to me. Thank you for finding time to listen in. Uh, I also want to urge you to share this podcast with your friends, share it with your family. If it blessed you, if you are blessed, share it with your family, share it with your friends. You have questions, you have contributions, you want me to join you in prayer concerning any matter. You can reach me on phone plus 234-8038-679652. I take it again. Plus two three four eight zero three eight six seven nine six five two. You can call that number. You can send an SMS or a WhatsApp message, and I'll be I'll, I'll be waiting to hear from you and to assist you as the Holy Ghost enables me. Or maybe phone call is, is not your thing. You prefer email. You can send me an email to this address: ipod.fellowship@gmail.com. That is ipod. Ipod standing for International Parents on Duty ipod.fellowship at gmail.com also, also, also waiting to read your mails alright, till I come your way next week, I remain your brother and your friend, Pastor Valentin Senior, God bless you keep parenting right 
God bless you. Bye-bye.